Cross Choke, a TFL Ministries podcast, is brought to you by you. If you want to learn how to support our show, go to patreon.com forward slash TFL Ministries. Good morning, y'all. Good morning, y'all. What are you uh what are you doing over there? Having some uh some of those kettle cooked chips barbecue. Ah. Kettle cooked. Just like grandma used to make. <laughs> we just were talking about doesn't it just make you wanna just hurt somebody when you hear chewing? Makes me want to put somebody in a submission. <laughs> just like I don't even want to be that nice. I want to do like a flying Monkey. Like, side. <laughs> like a flying uh, karate kick across the room right in their mouth. Oh. Is that a phobia of chewing? Getting kicked in the mouth? No, no. <laughs> You're just paranoid about chewing. Somebody's going to kick me. I know it. <laughs> but, you know, like, you know, there's there's phobias of everything. But can you have a phobia of the sound of chewing? Oh, Guaranteed. I bet I'm on that spectrum. There's a there's a phobia on that th- same thought of like ASMR, where like those types of noises make your skin crawl. Mm. Are you that kind of person? What's ASMR? It's like when people whisper. Yes. And like whispering bothers me. If somebody whispers and like to me, I'm like crinkle a water bottle into the microphone and stuff like that. I'm okay there. Okay. Whispering in my ear, like. I don't even care what you're saying anymore. Even if they're sweet nothings? Kind of. It mm. really, yeah. I don't get many sweet nothings whispered <laughs> in my ear these days. Sweet nothing. <laughs> oh, Dakota, what have you been up to, man? Um, I've been playing Super Mario Odyssey with my wife. Mm. Highly recommend it. Now, you've told me before you beat it, technically, the story. Yeah, we beat the story. And now you're going back and... Well, once you beat the story, there's... A whole bunch of bonus content. More, like, more than double the story content. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, there's just so much. Like, side mission stuff that you unlock, basically? Yeah, or? side missions getting all, like, completing it to 100%, I think, is going to take, like, 200 hours. Really? Yeah. Are you doing, like, one planet at a time? Planet we can't thing? even do that much Oh. in, like, a sitting. It, it takes a while. Mm-hmm. But it's fun. Like Oh, it's so fun. Best it's a great one player game alone, but the two player mode, as you know, mm. is just fantastic. It's it's groundbreaking. You wouldn't think though, you know, Yeah, the I, premise. I remember when you and I were playing it together for like the first time and I let you be Mario and I was Cappy, right? Mm-hmm. His hat. And it just sounds so lame. You know, like, oh I'll be Cappy. You know, the little stupid hat that follows you. But it's it's awesome. It works together so well. And yeah. some of it is really difficult to do without a second mm-hmm. person. It's true. Well, that's fun. I just beat The Last of Us a couple days ago. Yeah. The Last of Us Part 2. It took me 30, I think, 31 hours wow. to complete it. Um, there you go. I, didn't, I wish I would have been able to sit down in a couple less settings 
then I, I beat it in probably like 20 chunks. Yeah. You know, I wish I would have been able to do it in like three, but I just had never had, you know, three 10 hour chunks. I mean, who needs to sleep? Uh, uh, you know, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> sleep less, actually. I'm kidding. That's my motto. I've been taking naps. Like, it's really weird for me, but like, I've been, I've been really benefiting. Ah, you're getting to that age, huh? Yeah, yeah, you know, 20, 26 going on 45. <laughs> but no, I've been taking like, like half hour, 20 hour, 20 hour. <laughs> 20 hour naps <laughs> with a half hour nap in between. Yeah, yeah, I got a nap from my naps, but no, I've, I've been taking like half hour to 20 minutes naps about midday when I get off work and before I go to the academy. Mm-hmm. It's actually been really nice. Like, I find way more energy for the afternoon. You ever thought about how that disproves evolution? Napping? Yeah, like, if if we could evolve and keep getting better, why hasn't our body adjusted to just needing a couple no. hours of mm. sleep huh. a day? Like, why, do, why are our bodies so lame that we still need eight hours <laughs> of sleep? Yeah, haven't we evolved past this lameness? Yeah, it's been a million years. Yeah. That's an interesting perspective. I don't know. I haven't looked into that, like, the scientific way to argue that, but... We should. We could start it. Right now. Let me just uh, open we, up Google. Let's call uh, Degrassi Tyson right now. I don't know who that is, but... Uh, he's a really famous scientist. Oh. Like you. Not to be confused with Mike Tyson. Also a famous scientist. Yeah. <laughs> the science of punching people in the mouth. It is a science. You ever heard, what was that, uh, what is that actor, actress's name when she goes, and the mixed martial arts, which are not the arts. <laughs> it, it was like at the Emmys or Golden Globes or something like are that. Are not the art. She didn't think it was an art? No, she was just bashing mixed martial arts. <gasps> what the heck is her name? She's in River Wild uh, with Kevin Bacon. Um who? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're just like Kevin Bacon. <laughs> from our family to yours, Family Roots Restaurant in the heart of Uptown Butte offers quality food from scratch at affordable prices. With prime ribs starting at 5 p.m. every Friday and Saturday and desserts like cheesecake, pies, cakes, and gluten-free options, there is certainly something at Family Roots to satisfy your cravings. Dine-in, pickup, curbside, and delivery available Wednesday through Sunday. Check out their Facebook page at The Family Roots to stay up to date on any specials, desserts, and homemade soups. Family Roots Restaurant. You are listening to Cross Choke. Uh, remember, you can get early ad-free access over on Patreon.com. Also, gain access to exclusive content like Cross Choke Plus and Cross Punch. Um, you can support us over there for $3, $5, or $10 a month, um, all with their own benefits and perks. Dakota, you recorded uh, the, our second episode of Cross Choke Plus last week. Uh, Want to share just a little bit about that? Sure. So to our Patreon listeners, they got exclusive content into a short uh, a short story that I shared about my life, and we related that to um, Star Wars in context, as well as the story of Jacob and the promises of God. And you did a phenomenal job. Thank you. I really um, appreciate that. that. I really enjoyed uploading it. I listened to it two times. And, wow. Um, because the first time I listened through it and just kind of tried to get some notes for the post. Sure. And then ended up listening listening to it another time just because it was great. So. Oh, I really appreciate um, that. Yeah, you did a super good job. I highly, highly recommend going and listening to that. Uh, again, you can gain access to Crossroad Plus for just $3 a month. Help support 
TFL and cross choke to put back into our equipment, and we are really in need of a soundboard or mm-hmm. something because we're out, something. we're outgrowing our uh, octopus cords into my Mac right now. Yeah, if you could see this, it's we're making it work. We'll we'll put a picture on the Patreon. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of fun. So, anyways, feel free to go there and support us. Now, Dakota, we are doing things a little out of order on mm-hmm. purpose today because I thought this would be pretty fun. Can he get the submission? He's got it. He can submit. My submission. That's it. We introduced a new and official segment last week. Yeah. Um, if that's kind of a fun reference to the bloopers. It's new, and it's official, and it's new. <laughs> uh, submission of the week where we give time to a mailbag sort of thing, sort of thing um, ask me anything questions, things like that. And we had a great discussion about waffles and pancakes, yeah. which continued through the week, actually. Uh, and I don't know if you saw the poll that I put on my Instagram or Facebook. Yes. Waffles, I participated. Oh, very good. Waffles officially won by one vote. That's crazy. Because when I had voted, it was 50%. Both? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You sent me a, a screenshot of it, actually. Yeah, so Waffles edged ahead, but I, I think in the scientific realm, since we're trying to act like scientists today, mm-hmm. that's not conclusive enough. No. It needs to be like a by a margin of like 10% or something yeah. or whatever that is. And we need different is. people groups. Different people groups and, yeah, I don't know. I might have influenced the test somehow. I don't know. <laughs> I made the picture of Waffles look really appealing and the pancakes were like black and white. I'm just kidding. They were, they were pretty even. So submission of the week shouldn't be confused with me learning a new submission and putting Zach in the chokehold. Depends on if that's the question (laughs) that's submitted. (laughs) Black Belt King 15 wrote in to us on patreon.com slash TFL ministries, just like you can and said, hi guys, I'm wondering if you could talk about the importance of Jesus's divinity on earth. Specifically, what would the gospel look like had Jesus not been divine? Mm -hmm. And why is it important? Could he have stepped out of his divinity for a season? So thoughts on this, Dakota. Okay, so first let's talk about what divinity is. Sure. So in in your own thoughts, can you tell me like the divinity of Jesus? So his him being divine. Is kind of the idea. His divinity is like holy. A, uh, is a fundamental idea of him being fully God. Right. God is okay. divine. He is a part. He is holy. Holy is 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 basically God is set apart. We are to be so, set apart as He is. So being divine in my idea is He's possessing the full nature of God. Right. Is fully God. Fully. Fully man. God. Fully man is the idea of His. So divinity. we're saying God goes like Black Panther and drinks that thing oh yeah and then loses his powers that's right? basically it is is okay. when Jesus was on earth was he still divine okay is, I think basically the, the the premise of the question had he not been divine had he not performed miracles and healed the sick I feel as if he would have been looked at as just another prophet Mm, that's as so many yeah. other religions view him as you, his so divinity. Just as man. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people do think that he is just another man. And that's one of the fundamental things that sets apart Christianity. Yeah. Is he was God. Yeah. And he's proven that form. there's yeah. documents, there's letters, there's firsthand accounts of mm-hmm. him proving his divinity. And that's and, the, that's and not thing. that he had to, but he did. 
that's it too. Yeah. Otherwise, how could he have done the miracles he did? You know, how mm-hmm. could he? Why would the gospels be recorded as they are? You know, why would even the whole Bible wrap around this idea of God becoming man, dying yeah. the death that we should have um, in our place if he wasn't who he said he was? And a couple of verses that I thought of in this, you know, is Colossians 2.9, and it basically just totally nails what we're talking about. Um, the NLT version goes, for in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that just nails it right there. And I like the New American Standard Bible. That's the, kind of the, the version I've been reading lately. And it says, it, uh, for in him, all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. That's you good. Know? Yeah. And, and it's just such a, such a crucial aspect of Christianity. Yeah. You know, that Jesus, like we said, possesses the fullness of God, the fullness of a divine nature, and which is referring to his deity. That's kind of that definition that we talked about. Yeah. Um, and that is the reality of his incarnation. And that's kind of a big, gigantic church word. But sure. God incarnate yep. is Jesus, right? The incarnation, it's God becoming man and dwelling among us. I did want to answer the submission's last question about Jesus stepping out of his divinity for a season. Yeah, go ahead. I really think that he did do that. That he did what? Stepped out of his divinity. If not in whole, but physically, he separated himself when he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Specifically so that he could have that same toll and knowledge and experience that we do as humans. And he was tempted... Like, do you think God is ever tempted? <laughs> right. But he was tempted. Well, that was the whole point of him being a baby, being a being a man yeah. all the way through, is he's relatable. We've talked about that before, yeah. for sure. That w- Would that be considered stepping out of divinity? Like, well, he I takes th- off his divinity hat, puts on his human hat? Well, I think that is him being human, but he, at the, he, even when he was a baby, he was still fully God. Right. You know, like the, like when... when um, but will he, was he fully divine as a baby? Was he fully knowledgeable of his divinity? I think that's the question. Yeah. And I don't think so. May, you know, as a baby, I, I don't know. The Bible's not clear on that. Sure. You know what I mean? But there, it is clear when, you know, when, when they did the pilgrimage and Jesus stayed at the temple and his parents left and they were all yeah. worried and then they went back. And we're like, hey, where were you? And he goes, I was at my father's house. Yeah. That's the first he instance when we know he knew. Yeah. You know, he knew at that point who he was. Yeah, he may have always known. You know, he, yeah, I don't know. But if if he was truly a baby, you know, try to remember the first time you remembered. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's... Yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a fun fun topic, but it is an act of love that I don't necessarily think Jesus left his divinity... Sure. But he left eternity. Yeah. And and was physically present as a as a full grown man. Yeah. You know. So I think he got as close as possible on purpose in that moment specifically. Mm-hmm. Just so that he could experience experience it. Totally agree. Good question. Hopefully that gives some uh Shed some light on the subject. A verse, a couple of verses that I wanted to read to maybe wrap up that question. Philippians 2, 5 through 11 goes like this. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did, did not 
regard equality with God as a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. So for this reason also, God highly exalted him and bestowed him on him the name which is above every name. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So to the glory of God the Father. Mm-hmm. And what an encompassing mission of God, him becoming man. Yeah. The purpose of it all that he could have easily, like, <laughs> you know, shook the... Uh, the salt in front of your face of I'm God, right? Yeah. And even when he was on the cross, it said he could have called a legion of angels. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he chose not to because he wanted to be the sacrifice and fulfill the whole reason for him being man. It's such a pillar of Christianity that it's no wonder that other religions um, try so hard to take it down. That's a great point. Yeah, that that's always in question. Was Jesus God? Yeah, I mean that's that's a basically the question. In, yeah, because if asked. he wasn't, Christianity is it the biggest waste nothing. of time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good question. Submission from Mister Rodriguez, who wrote into us on patreoncom Ministries. and he asks, "How hard is it to execute an Imanari role into a heel hook, and specifically?" How do you position yourself to do such a sophisticated move? Learning for a friend, of course. <laughs> Zach, you want to show oh, me that really quick? Yeah, yeah. Just just go stand over there for a sec. <laughs> you just hear your, your whole ankle like spiral break. <laughs> I love watching Iminari roll videos. Do you actually watch them sometimes? It looks like someone breakdancing. It, it does. It, it basically is. Breakdance into a <laughs> broken ankle. <laughs> An outsider renames all of the jujitsu moves they can see. <laughs> what move is this, Dakota? Uh, break dancing shoulder break. What? <laughs> so Imanari roll into a heel hook is is an advanced move. Okay, so so make sure you're at my level or higher. Yeah, least. like like I would just be tapping already <laughs> if you were if you started a shoulder roll towards me. So I. My personal experience with Imanari rolling is very minimal because it leaves you a bit exposed and I don't have enough training in attacking ankles like that. I'm more of a straight ankle lock kind of guy. and But I know how to hit it. I know how to mm-hmm. do it. I've seen it. I've tried it. You know, I, I mean, very minimal success with it, but I get the idea. Yeah. So it's like a shoulder roll to what's known as like an ashigarami, or I, I also heard it called as like a 411 position, basically a 50-50. It's kind of like a reverse De La Hiva. These are all kind of more advanced positions. But avoid, like, so if you were going into that position trying to attack a, a leg, is what you want to make sure you do is you avoid your legs being below theirs. So like always thinking like my knee higher than theirs. So they're standing in front of you, open guard, you're on the bottom is anytime you're doing some sort of shoulder roll or inverted position is you want to get your hips high into their hips. Like that's kind of an important important part. If you're too low, it doesn't matter. But avoid feed, uh, avoid feeding too deep also like because you have to underhook their leg to get some sort of connection to where you could roll under them. So like that has to be shallow. Um, and you just got to kind of go for it. Like, I mean, that's kind of the idea here. But 
what I have been playing with um, more and more is with the lapel. Um, so, like, you know, on, on the gi, you got the two lapels coming down mm-hmm. that crisscross, and then you tie your belt. I've been playing a lot with the lapel system, the lapel encyclopedia from Keenan Cornelius, and I absolutely love it. Like, it's just so good. It's like a whole other system into jujitsu, and, like, yeah, I love it. Been finding a lot of success with it, and it's just been really fun. But there are some really good leg attacks from the lapel system, which are a lot more conservative than as if you were just to do some gigantic Imanari roll. Sure. And get caught. It would serve the same purpose as this move, but... A little like, safer. Like, more conservative. Mm, more conservative and a lot more control um, of them. So, like, a foot under. Like, so you have the lapel and then my foot's on it. Like, from there, it's easier to swivel on my back. Then you could kind of get inverted and start wrapping up the legs with, like, De La Hivas or reverse De La Hivas, single leg expositions. And uh, that's been fun. So, like, I've been finding it's a lot easier to attack legs safely because anytime you're doing hill hooks and stuff like that and mm-hmm. reaping the knee, like people get nervous and like, um, it's dangerous. Sure. It's super dangerous. That's why it's kind of more advanced move. So anyways, the legs are there. Legs are there to attack. Um, Donaher, one of his famous things is why would you ignore 50% of the human body kind of thing? So that's kind of a fun topic to talk about sometimes. Cause like a lot of submissions deal with hips up. Mm-hmm. Very rarely do you go down like knee bars, things like that. They're not as common, but they're just as dangerous, just as dangerous. And I mean, just as sophisticated, but there does come the question, is it practical for self-defense, you know, for me to butt butt scoot towards you with donkey guard, (laughs) Imanari roll to someone who has a knife out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but if you blow their ankle apart, then I don't know. Yeah. I'd rather, my philosophy is anytime I'm an open guard on bottom is typically to sweep the person or uh, try to get their back some way. So my whole BJJ mindset is get on top, stay on top, submit on top. So my whole mindset is gain as much weight as I can lay on top of them. I saw this meme, this, this <laughs> Mimi, this Meme of a guy like that was sitting there like really chubby, big, big, big boy, yeah, bigger yeah. than you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he, he, at the top, it's like when I get complimented for my, <laughs> jujitsu cardio and then it says me knowing that i'm just really good at stalling and sitting on people (laughs) i should tag you in it mr rodriguez thank you for your question it leads well dakota yeah um into our topic of this podcast Mm -hmm. bettering your bjj part one Finishing the submission. So we're transitioning into a series, Dakota, all about bettering time on the mats. Mm -hmm. Uh, So today what we're going to discuss is finishing the submission. Okay, so we're going to kind of deconstruct what it means to submit somebody. How do you do it well? What are some some troubleshooting things that may be hindering you from finding success from finishing your submissions or attempts? So Dakota, as a man who has been exposed to jujitsu, you've trained a little bit. Yeah, um, we talk about it. I mean, you're you're probably more knowledgeable about jujitsu than the average Joe for yeah. sure. Um, but we kind of balance each other out with that. <laughs> it's, it's it's kind of a great dynamic between us. So, what do you think in in your mind are some keys to finishing the submission? Yeah. So, if there's one thing I know about jujitsu, it's that if you learn the basics, 
you can learn everything else. And oftentimes, whenever you are presented with a problem in jujitsu, you can bring it back to the basics. What am I doing wrong here? And so when I think about, you know, finishing the submission, I think about bringing it back to the ba- to the basics, hmm. and and not only in moves but in mindset as well. Yeah, that's a good way to put it too, because you could look at jujitsu in very different ways. You know, whether it be physical, mm-hmm. the mental side of it, uh, philosophical, you know, side of things, and it reflects a lot of life. Like, there's a ton of ways you could look at jujitsu, and I actually asked the question on Facebook. And I got some pretty good responses. Um, I just said, what are keys to finishing a submission? And there were some funny responses and a um, couple that I won't share on the NSFW podcast. W responses. <laughs> beep, beep. No. Rated, rated R. Rated R responses, which were pretty fair responses, actually. <laughs> but, you know, one of, the, one of the, uh, the comments reflected what you said about learning uh, the basics. You know, the basics, also known as uh, fundamentals. Yeah. You know, we at, at Imperial BJJ, uh, an academy that I part own, you know, we always have a fundamental class in the night, you know, which of course is meant for the basics. Sure. But fundamentals, you could always work at them, mm-hmm. you know. But if you think basics and say if you're having a hard time, say if you're coming to the, to the fundamentals class instead, say if we named it basics class, but you're having a hard time with the basics, yeah. it might get very easy for you to get discouraged. You know, but if you keep in mind that they're fundamentals, whether you're a brown belt or just starting, mm-hmm. you and I always should be getting better at fundamentals. Yeah, we can always benefit from that. Always, 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 for sure. That's like your base. I like to put the fun in fundamentals. <laughs> That's what we need you in class. You know? <laughs> you're just over in the corner. Come on, guys. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Only 50 more <laughs> inverted push-ups. But, you know, fundamentals don't actually sound that fun, honestly. They're, they sound boring. They're not flashy. And see, you, you're putting the mental into fundamental. Come on, Zach. <laughs> That's, uh, there's so many spheres here. <laughs> they, 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 they interlock like the Olympic rings, bro. <laughs> but they are what should be your base. You know, you can't do the Imanari roll to Ashigurami to reverse heel hook mm-hmm. if you don't know how to maintain a closed guard. You know, yeah. like you, you cannot get to the flashy stuff successfully for the long run sure. without knowing the fundamentals that need to be there to control somebody else. Yeah. So, I mean, you might, you may find success with um, intent and timing, which is one of the comments that we had is like, you know, a lot of people say position before submission. Okay. Which is, which is mainly true in my mm. mind. Like it's, it's pretty much there. Yeah. But one of the guys, um, a coach that I know said, you know, intent and timing may actually give you more success than position alone. Hmm. Like position is not always uh, necessary, which is actually true because you could do um, some sort of random submission on a guy yeah. if he's not prepared for it. Like I don't need to actually have a lot of control over you in order to pull it off. Yeah. You know, like flying arm bar, you know, or something like that. You could just pull it off. But again, that's not always the case against every body type. Sure. Fundamentals will find success more than the whim submission you throw and just find that success you once. You know, a yeah. Week ago. Yeah, like the YouTube video that you watched and then tried at class, yeah. which is actually good. A, a lot of people hate on YouTube jujitsu learning. Yeah. But it, it's it's okay if you have fundamentals to attach them to. Right. You can't just, I mean, watch some random YouTube video 
and then try it in class and then get discouraged. Why are you breakdancing in front of us? Stop that. You're like, Donaher said it was good. <laughs> <laughs> so the fundamental fundamentals are just super, super important. Do not neglect fundamentals in your training. Otherwise, you know, you maybe get you might get away with it, mm-hmm. right? Like again, there's always exceptions. But you will not I'm thinking the long term, the endurance, yeah. the, the you actually growing and getting better will not happen unless you have those fundamentals to fall back on. I think this is such a good point that you're making. Um, and tying back into when you were talking about how you can look at jujitsu as almost like a religion, some people do. Like they look at it as more of a way of life. These aspects and these points that we're making, I really feel like can be pointed towards life in general. Mm. Like your position doesn't have everything to do with life. Sometimes it's just timing and and that intent and yeah yeah and that, that was it ties really well into um uh, a comment that casey park made and he goes a coach of mine um when i was young told me casey you know what sometimes you need to just have a little bit more beep it in you you know like <laughs> screw it yeah you know like that's that's also very important in life too you know screw it just go just try it yeah you know and that's why training is training and that's why, you know, it's so important also to leave your ego at the door. Mm-hmm. Because if you go into a training environment with your partners trying to prove something, mm-hmm. it, already right there you're going to have a hard time. <laughs> you know. You're going to break something. Because you may be conservative, too conservative, where you're, not, where you're not trying new things. Okay. Because you get it in your mind, but if I try these new moves I'm not good at, I yeah. may fail and get submitted myself. Yeah. So that's the only way you get better, right? You know, you gotta you gotta suck at it till you don't. We say that almost every every episode, <laughs> and you know, so that's that's part of it too. Is your training yeah. partner on the mat is is your way to get better? Yeah, and it's their way to get better. Like you're there for your partner. That's you know, so good. You can't be there to, to to just totally hurt everybody, right? Because then there's no training partners. That's a big part of this too. Is is be willing to fail mm-hmm. in these submissions. Like say. Here's one one thing that I've I've learned is you cannot force a submission that isn't there either. Hmm. It's like so there's a thing called flow rolling. Yeah. Flow rolling gets a lot of hate sometimes because you're just kind of going a little slower. You're not actually going for a submission, but you're just kind of positional rolling mm-hmm. without much resistance. But I have found that flow rolling has given me a lot greater understanding of of being able to adapt to resistance. Sure. So like say if I'm in a side control position trying to, I don't know, get some sort of arm bar, but it's just not there, mm-hmm. I can't get emotionally attached to the arm bar that I want to get. I need to be able to accept that it's not there and move on. Yeah. And that comes into this idea of control, right? I need to control my emotions and not get so hyped about the arm bar that was there mm. three seconds ago that isn't there now. Right. And that re- reflects a lot of life as well, too. You know, you can't get so emotionally att- attached to something that is yeah. not there anymore. I don't, and don't be focused on one specific thing. And if your life doesn't fit into that piece, it's going to all fall apart. Mm. Like broaden your perspective a little bit more. So the main point that I wanted to kind of answer in this idea of finishing the submission, or one of the biggest as- aspects, mm-hmm. is control. Okay, so... Of course, controlling your opponent, right? Kind of the progression of control would be 
going from the feet to the knees, the hips, to the upper body, yeah. you know, something like that, to where, especially in a self-defense situation, then I could control the person. You know, you're not going to gain much control out of an ashigurami if they have a knife, like you said, right? Mm-hmm. So that is kind of a progression of control, and that's it's why... it's the only move I know. You keep hitting it, man. I learned it on YouTube. You know, but there's a point system to, to uh, jujitsu tournaments. Like, I don't actually remember. But, like, two points if you pass. You're, like, huh. two points if you sweep. There's four. I didn't know that. I thought it was just all submission-based. Which is a lot pure rolling. But in the sport jujitsu, like IBJJF, like, you know, you could win from, from points. Huh. So that actually happens quite a bit. But some guys point roll and some guys submission roll. So like we emphasize always go for the submission. Yeah. You know, don't, don't try to outpoint somebody (laughs) that's just lame, you know, and it's not just, it's not real. Yeah. You know, like even if you're behind on points, still go for the submission. Right. You know, you can't match points for points a lot of times, although that does happen, but having the mentality of submission, uh, that's why some tournaments are submission only. Mm. It's way more fun to watch. So, because a guy's not just like passing and then and then running away and then running away, <laughs> like yeah, it just kind of gets lame. But I, I get it, you know, it's, it's yeah. part of the sport. It's that's how it's evolved. Like, but that's more like fencing. <laughs> like, Similar. Just put the sword through his throat already. <laughs> just kill him. <laughs> so there's this this progression of control. Now to kind of fall back on the position before submission, that is kind of the the concept there is control. Yeah. Now, I have been in a place before where I'm so eager to get the submission that my position and control is, like, just horrible. Yeah. And then you miss the submission. That's probably one of the main things. But it falls back on me, first of all, rather than not being able to control them, Mm -hmm. I'm not controlling me. And that's where I think in order to submit somebody else, you need to, first of all, (laughs) submit yourself. Yeah. You know, you need to submit yourself to training. Mm -hmm. like. You know, what are some keys to bettering your jiu-jitsu is just to walk through the door. You know, sure. You know, you, just, you need to show up, right? There's a kind of this, I, I saw this chart one time and I just kind of popped back in my mind of how to get, get good at something. And so it starts out with, I don't, I don't know what, what the index is, but it's like how happy you are and how better you are. Yeah. So okay. you, your first day walking in the door, you're just absolutely thrilled, right? So you start really high. And then you learn how hard it is. So you're like, man, this kind of sucks. And then there's a, one more progression of you getting sadder <laughs> of like, man, everybody else might be getting better. You start to compare. That's usually where people quit. Huh. You know, but you never know the next class you would have gone to. Sure. Would have been the class the where things clicked. Yeah. You know, so don't give up on your training, you know, because then you slowly get to get better and try not to compare yourself to your other other uh, training partners right? because they're on a different journey than you. You know, they maybe have, have been there longer than you've even been alive, mm-hmm. you know? So like that's, you, you can't compare it that way. Right. You kind of fall into a, to a, a slippery slope, so to speak. So, but submitting yourself, right. Going to training, humbling yourself to um, positive and negative criticism. Mm-hmm. Both are good, you know, because that's why we have coaches. That's why we have training partners who submit you. You know, go go to class expecting to get submitted, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's a good thing. And all of these things in which incorporate you or encompass you being able to control your emotions, 
you know, your ego, there's so much of it is you. Mm-hmm. That's why jujitsu is so special. Is it's it's different for every person. It's not just hey, show me this kata, <laughs> and here's your next belt. Right. It's not a cookie cutter. That's why we don't do stripes. We don't do stripes at our academy. Um, that's which is different. Not a lot of academies do that. Yeah. Um, because if you're stripe hungry, if you're mm. belt hungry, point you know, hungry, point hungry, yeah, you start to get cookie cutter, which makes jujitsu not personal anymore sure you know like okay here's what you need to know to get your blue belt <laughs> right like that's not yeah let me fill in all the boxes it's it's so it should be so much more personal than that yeah you know uh, our biggest thing in in you getting a blue belt is how's sure. your defense that's kind of the one big thing how's your defense yeah. you know how, how are you grasping concepts because it, it really is an art it you really know, is when you look at art you can't grade someone on you can't create a Da Vinci versus a, a Pollock. You know, right. they're completely different art forms. Yeah, that's a Because great they're point. completely different people. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. And, and I think with the, um, what's the word where it's become so mainstream? Mm. Like there's a lot of academies and people trying to enter into them. They they've have curriculums. You know, curriculums have been developed. And, and it's good. There's structure. Yeah. But I think we've gotten almost too far, and this is kind of a generalized statement, but to where people are so eager to get their next stripe or their next belt that they're actually not spending time evaluating their own journey. Instead, yeah. they're trying to, trying to mimic sure. rather than kind of spend this introspective time yeah. discovering themselves. In other words, don't be Cobra Kai. Be the karate kid. There you go. Like, here's a, here's, a, here's a great point. Like, if there were no stripes, if there were no belt system, okay. would you still train? Mm. Like, that, that's a is great... Is it still important for you yeah. to learn? Yeah, is it still important for you? Is it worth your time? Yeah. So, like, that's a... Just these, these great self-evaluation questions. You know, why am I here? Why am I walking through the door? And it's, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's worth training jiu-jitsu because it is for everybody. You know, the, the guy who's 60 can still do jiu-jitsu just as much as the guy who's 18. Right. You know, just the guys who are 18 have capes on. <laughs> <laughs> and their their uh, joints are a little bit more elastic than the guy who's 60. But the guy who's 60 can still roll. He yeah. can still do his thing. It just looks different. Yeah. That's why a, 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 a cookie-cutter belt system isn't right. I mean, sure. it just doesn't quite... I mean, it works for some guys, but I just don't like it. I just yeah. um, leave a sour taste in my mouth. So anyways, in this idea of contributing to controlling yourself, yeah, it's important to evaluate why you're there, what are you, do, what are you doing, and um, you know, then you could kind of start applying that to your game. You know, so like, do you think the biggest battle for finishing the submission is a mentality of control? I think it's definitely a big chunk. Yeah. You know, because there's some guys who have, like, super psycho egos who are just super strong who happen to get the guy who's training a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so there's exceptions for sure. But in the long run, I keep kind of referring to the long run. If you're actually going to train for a long time, you know, natural talent and strength will only get you so far. Mm-hmm. The guy with technique, the guy who's who's on the mats, who's getting submitted, who's who's going back and forth, but he's committed. He's there. Yeah. That's the guy who I would put my money on every time. Right. So this idea of mental, you know, evaluation and stuff, I, I, it has to start there. 
Mm-hmm. That's that, that's what I would say. It's a big chunk of it, but it's where you start. And if you're not there, you almost have to go back to it. It's something that you yeah. have to revisit, really, a lot of the time, like almost every day. You know, especially we it reflects life. We've talked about that. It reflects life. It reflects even our relationship with God is you cannot lose focus of you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. your health. Because especially as we're in ministry, you know, it's so easy to forget about you sure, because you're taking care of others or, you know, your, your service to others. Sure. But that's probably the same thing, you know, when, when you're rolling with someone as you can often get in the mindset of just focusing on them, focusing on how to take them down offensively Mm -hmm. and you lose track of where you are defensively. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true as well. Like you're not taking care of, of your posture or anything. Mm. So all of a sudden, you're open for attack. Yeah, that's I've I've been there for sure. You're almost too eager to get them that you are out of position and aren't even worried about like your openings. My ankle's right in front of their face. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to armbar him, but my neck's in his armpit. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder he's choking me. <laughs> but again, at least you're there, right? So at least you're on the mat. You're rolling. Like that's at least you have something to work with. Then after you know, you have an understanding or at least an awareness, awareness. You're always working on that, right? Your mental health, you know, all those kinds of things, being humble. That's a big part of it as well. Then you can start to apply your place of security to how to control somebody else. Mm -hmm. Self-control before you can control somebody else. And that is, I think, crucial to the, the scheme of things. Then you can start worrying about somebody else. And one thing too that I wanted to mention was like controlling your body. You know, of course, diet and things like that are important, but also the warm-ups, you know, being able to do the fundamental moves that we mm-hmm. talk about. You know, you can't expect to control somebody else's body if you can't control your own. So, Dakota, that is my first thought. I mean, this is, again, just for me, what mm-hmm. I've learned. Uh, my experience as a brown belt now for about a year and, you know, just training my whole life. I have found the journey is is an amazing journey in martial arts because it does reflect life so much. And there's so many truths that go back and forth Mm -hmm. and they, they reflect each other a lot. And that's why our corporate name as Imperial BJJ is truth LLC, because say if you and I roll on the mats, I can, we can learn from each other Mm -hmm. how your day was. Yeah. You know, there's the mats tell no lies, you know, (laughs) like how experienced you are. Yeah how mentally controlled you are, yeah. you know, uh, I mean, it, everything, you know, from how emotional, how contained, how ego, egotistic, you know, yeah, or how disciplined, you know, how much time have you had on the mats, you know, how rusty are you if you haven't rolled, you know, like you could tell those things, how hesitant, you know, I, I just so much mm-hmm. when you roll with somebody, but only if you're slowed down enough to care. You know, it, when you're singular focused, like you were saying, you could get caught off guard, you could get submitted, but also you miss out on the bond that's created with training partners. Hmm. And that's where TFL Ministries has come into play is because, you know, when you and I are training on the mats for four hours mm-hmm. with each other, with our with our partners, is it's such a vulnerable bond right? that is created to where these bridges are made. To Especially where, if you go no gi. Especially if you go no gi. <laughs> Talk about vulnerable, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but but it's it's but it goes back to like the Greek gladiator idea, you know? I mean, just sure. these, these warriors who are helping each other get better, like that's the goal. Yeah, there's these bonds that are created that hold that are strong enough to hold the weight of the gospel, mm-hmm. and that's the the mission of TFL, and that's my my goal in anything. I mean, is just to create bonds that are strong enough, you know, for the gospel to go forward into that person's life. Yeah. If you have anything to add to the conversation about how to better finish submissions, um, we kind of talked about the philosophical um, side of things a little bit more and how it starts inside, inside Mm. your own mind, inside your own life. When that is submitted, um, you will find a lot more success in submitting others. Yeah. And uh, that's a good place to start. So if you have anything to add to the conversation, please feel free to join us on patreon.com slash TFL ministries. Do you love chicken wings, but are tired of the same old mediocre standard of wing sauce? Step up your wing game with wing ingredient from 11 different flavors to choose from their award winning wing sauce makes a sure to delight your taste buds. It can be used on everything from wings to sushi and is customizable to your palate. Order today for your party at home or your restaurant. Experience what everyone is raving about. Wingredient.com, award-winning sauce and rub for wings and grub. And his name is John C. This week's walkout song is Libre featuring Tommy Royal um, by KB. It's a great fighter song, super Spanish, has a sick beat, a great drop. Plus, uh, it, it's part of my favorite fighter name, Nacho Libre, so <laughs> extra points. Is he your idol, your fight idol? He is. He is. Jack Black, just in general. I what, mean. what if I told you I've only seen, like, the serial scene? I would say, how are you a fighter? <laughs> it's, it's, it's the dictionary definition. When you look into it, you gotta look into it. Look into it. When you look into it. This episode's book of the week is Lead So Others Can Follow. Uh, Dakota, I've been reading this. I'm not done with it. I'm little over halfway uh-huh. and I it's so good I, I already knew it was worth adding in and so the uh, the preview says this the spiritual climate in our world is changing some churches seem increasingly powerless against the rise of cultural secularism and moral relativism hmm. so how can you as a leader fight this oncoming tide of and revitalize your church lead so others can follow offers practical leadership advice in a simple yet compelling format Author Jim Bradford offers a unique hand-picked set of principles and practices gleaned in his 30 years of personal ministry, such as how to develop a sustainable philosophy of leadership, practical tips on creating a Christ-honoring people-centered ministry, and sections of spiritual or sections of spirituality, strategies, and stamina, and how to apply principles into your life and ministry. Let this book help you face the challenge to keep spirituality and biblical principles hardwired into your leadership. This episode was brought to you by Next Generation Services, proudly serving Butte, Montana since 2017. Visit them at buttelandscapers.com. John 3, 20 through 21. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it, 
for fear their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. Dakota, that's all we got. That's all she wrote. We hope everyone has had a great day. We'll be back for Cross Choke Plus next week. Thank you to all of our Purple Belt patrons, such as the baby-faced assassin, Isaiah Rodriguez. The jackhammer, Jacob Duran. And the big gallon jug, Louis Lopez. And we will catch you next time. Next time. Thank you so much for listening to season three of Cross Choke. It was a blast creating this episode, and we hope you enjoyed listening. Feel free to follow Zach at Andobute and myself at South for a day. Have a phenomenal day and join us next time on Cross Choke. <laughs> what? What does that even mean? I don't know. My water was sitting next to me and. Is that the one you're, the hill you're dying on? The big gallon jug. Yes. <laughs> yes. Even coupons. Imperial BJJ. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> Submission winning? Or what if? What if? What you if? said, Oh. or I said the first part and before the dash, and you said the second part after the dash. Okay. You want me to say the first part? Isn't that what you just said? Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. One second. You good? Yeah, take it. <clears throat> just do a little line of cocaine. Oh. You like that? No. How about this? That's okay. Oh, really? How about this? What if it just pours down your chest? <laughs> Pour it on the microphone. How about this one? How about this? Yeah, I don't like that. I want this. Now I have to finish the chip. I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs>